We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realise we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. So this week, we'll be talking about... Immortality. I guess more specifically, like, reversing death. Mm. Okay. Or more specifically, reversing tissue or cellular or organ death. Okay, not as sexy as immortality. <laughs> yeah, I have clicked on immortality. It's okay, we'll name it immortality. So yeah, like I said, immortality is a bit of a stretch, but this research is kind of redefining what we understand as the window of time before one person is considered, like, clinically dead and can no longer receive treatment. Okay. Yeah, but that, as in that's where the technology or the science is at. So the, isn't that like life support? No, but this one is like the person is clinically dead in the sense that there's no more pulse. Oh, okay. Like the heart has stopped. Okay. Um, so I want to ask, what do mammalian cells require to survive? Energy. Okay, ADP. yes. Yes, yes. Oxygen. Water. <laughs> What? Water, air, and light, no? Harry, he said mammalian cell. Mammalian, mammalian, not plant. Uh, Water and air. Oxygen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So actually, on a cellular level, like water is not required. Yeah, because water is the byproduct, yeah. right? Of cellular respiration. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. The Krebs cycle. The Krebs cycle. Fine, okay. So mainly oxygen. An energy source, which is typically in the form of carbohydrates, minerals, and also the disposal of waste products from the Mm. cell environment. Yes. Yeah. So, what does blood carry to and away from cells? Oh, carbon dioxide. As in two cells or away? Away, away. Okay. So, what do they carry to cells? Oxygen. Yeah. So, that is red blood cells, but... Blood itself also contains this portion known as serum or plasma, and that usually contains the nutrients, which is the carbohydrates or whatever other energy source, minerals, and also carries waste away from the cells. Mm. So what happens when the heart stops? The blood stops pumping throughout Mm -hmm. your body, Mm -hmm. means there's no exchange of the things that you need and there's Mm -hmm. no removal of the waste that you have. Right, mm. exactly. And this process that Amanda described is known as ischemia. Ischemia. Ah. Ischemia. Ischemia. Where blood flow is restricted or reduced in a part of the body. Mm. So that's what happens when, you know, your blood vessels get clogged up and then like blood can no longer flow there and then you get like, typically it's like ischemic heart attack, but you know, it can also be like the reasons for like organ failure in other regions of the body. So minutes after ischemia occurs, acidity within the cells increase and this causes the cells to swell and it often results in cellular death. Mm. And this cellular swelling also causes the body to release hormones and cytokines that lead to an organ injury leading to systemic metabolism metabolic acidosis basically means that's just the body's more acidic and hyperkalemia which is a buildup of potassium ions in the body Mm. and would typically result in death in an otherwise alive organism (laughs) until now wait so how do they prevent it so the novel part of what this team of researchers from Yale did is to reverse ischemic damage in animals particularly pigs um, which have been clinically dead for an hour reverse or stop reverse Mm. wait reverse what again reverse ischemic damage so damage from the lack of you know oxygen and blood flow so that means already damaged and they're trying to get it back to normal kind of thing Um, reverse it such that the cells become functional again Mm. actually I was just thinking that this would be good not just for (laughs) immortality but for stroke right that's oh good point 
Oh, yes. I just, I just attended the CPR course and they're like, every minute counts in a stroke. The golden exactly. hour. Yeah. Wait, is it golden hour? I thought it was like eight minutes though. Yeah. Like your body has like eight Wait, minutes. isn't golden hour the take pictures at sunset or something? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, but yeah, no, it could be something else. Also. There is the, there is the, like how fast the ambulance yes, yes, comes yes. and everything within that hour. Yes, 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 yes. But maybe not for specifically heart attack. But I mean, okay, so what exactly happens? Anyone wants to venture a guess? Like, how do they do it? How do they reverse that? I have no idea because, like, can you really reverse, like, the swelling of the cells? And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I guess you need to remove the waste because that's the problem now. Yeah. You have too much waste. That's why you have acidosis. Can yes. you, like, manually pump the heart, which is what CPR uh-huh, does, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And then maybe you can get rid of the potassium buildup and the yep, acid yeah. buildup. Yep. Give it alcohol. <laughs> No, but like, actually, yeah, y'all are kind of on the right track. So they utilize this system known as organ X. So like organ spelled normally and X spelled like E-X. Oh, okay. So it's just one word. And this is going to be like a very reductive kind of way of describing what this technology is. But like, it's essentially a dialysis machine. Uh... So basically, dialysis is this process where a person's bloodstream is connected to a machine and it facilitates the exchange of like waste out of the blood and into this reservoir within the machine. And then essentially, it cleans the blood of its waste products. So typically used for people with like kidney failure. Yeah. And then they give the blood back to the patient. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) They deliver the blood back to the patient. So in a sense, it's similar to that. And what they do is after the animal is dead for an hour, they connect the femoral arteries and veins. So it's just a major set of blood vessels in our body. And those blood vessels are connected to the organ X machinery. Then this machine has like a system of various sensors to test for like how oxygenated the blood is, what are the levels of certain waste products and so Mm. on and so forth. Um, But it also has like pumps that oxygenates the blood and also filters the blood. Mm. And it also supplies a restore cocktail into the animal. What does this cocktail contain? Nice. <laughs> the immortality <laughs> potion. The <Yes. laughs> of life. Fountain of youth water. What's the, the Harry Potter, like the blood that's silver? What animal unicorn, is that? Unicorn yes, blood. Yes, yes, unicorn <laughs> blood. <laughs> okay, so the cocktail contains firstly this thing called Hemopure. So this is an <laughs> Sounds like a drug already. It is. I mean, kind of. It's not really like drug, drug. Immortality like. <laughs> it is hemopure. Um, so it is a hemoglobin-based oxygen carrier. Mm. And it was basically developed as artificial blood. Okay. So like if people watch Morbius, artificial blood exists. But <laughs> <laughs> do, they, do they use this on normal mm. people? I mean, uh, alive people? So at this point, not really. Like they only use it at very like critical and extreme scenarios where it's like there's no more like blood supply in the blood bank. Mm. So it is more used to bridge the time between like me needing the blood to when- uh, I can get the blood. I can get the blood, but oh. it can't be like a substitute completely. Oh, okay. Yeah. You sound like vampires. <laughs> it kind of does, actually. Can vampires be satisfied, satiated with but hemopure? hemopure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So it contains this thing called hemopure. It also has neuroprotective agents. Mm. So then there's also investigational drugs that's being researched for the treatment of ischemia or ischemia-induced cell death. There's also antioxidants, which are protective against cellular damage and mitochondrial degeneration. So what is the mitochondria? Powerhouse in your cell. Yes. <laughs> that was 100% <laughs> (laughs) 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 
Um, then there are also anti-inflammatory agents, dexamethasone and cetirizine, oh. cetirizine, and also other synthetic oxygen carriers like methylene blue, mm. which is being used to treat methemoglobinemia. And lastly, the cocktail also contains other metabolites and ions, so like glucose and other reagents or so that's mm. required for like ultrasound imaging. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. So how long do they have to be on this machine? Mm, six hours. Okay. They've tested six hours, la, but I mean, this was like the limits of the experiment. I don't know it's like whether or not they couldn't get regulations to do it for further, but they only did it for six hours. So my next question is, so what is it for? Is it to preserve life for these six hours or? My question is, did the pig come back to life? <laughs> I'm not getting I, there. No. Okay, I feel like from what Chong has said, it's not about bringing the pig back to life. It's preserving the pig or like the animal or whatever to a point where they can save it or like keep it alive without all these things. You know, it's still say you die of something that can be treated by maybe a drug that will be developed in the future. So you preserve your body. So it's like cryopreservation for the future. A bit, so I'm like, so do you do this for six hours and then cryopreserve? All good points (laughs) that I want to talk about later as well. So I'm just like, wow, you're like thinking the same frequency. Yes, um, bio. <laughs> yeah, but like going back to Dorothy's question on whether or not the pig comes back to life. So during the perfusion, they observe a restoration of some electrical activity in the heart and some cardiac muscles were able to contract again. But that's like reflex, I feel. Exactly. So that's it. The level of function was still below that of a live organism. So the cells are functioning because they are able to, but that doesn't mean that they are able to bring back life. Mm. So next, the pig's heads and neck so pigs because it's like they did it more than once right mm. so that's why it's like plural but like their heads and necks also begin moving spontaneously so scary <laughs> which could be a sign of regaining motor function but that will require additional investigation to find out mm-hmm. there was also evidence of repair in the brain but there were no brain waves or electrical activities that would otherwise suggest consciousness or awareness mm. so then they were like oh so this is reflective of when we tried to maintain the brain of the pigs previously in our other paper and I was like oh my god they tried to bring back the brain already and it was already (laughs) successful like they were able to maintain cellular viability in those brains Mm. so (laughs) (laughs) okay so to assess viability they conducted histological experiments oh my god I was just thinking they used tripen blue (laughs) (laughs) to check cell life (laughs) you know homogenize the cells But yes, they used histological experiments or basically getting slices of tissues and then checking them under the microscope to assess for damage. They also checked for various markers of cell death, metabolism, and also organ function, specifically in the heart, liver, kidneys, and brain. And what they saw was that on a cellular level and tissue level, there was decreased injury accompanied by the initiation of molecular and cellular repair after organ X intervention. So this was only after six hours like all of this started happening already Mm, wow and that's it there clearly is a lot more research that needs to be done before the technology can even be trialed on humans but what this research is saying at this point is that cellular deterioration and viability is a more protracted process so basically it's like there's a lot more of a window for us to reverse this than we previously thought Mm -hmm. and the main aim so far of this set of research is to preserve transplant organs for a longer period of time Oh, okay, that's more useful, I feel. Exactly. 
And like what y'all said, eventually it may also even be used to extend the window of therapy in conditions where the body is starved of oxygen in like heart attacks or drowning. So basically, if we can connect people to this machine after drowning or asphyxiation or like heart attacks, then maybe we are able to preserve them for longer to be able to treat them. Mm. Where's the femoral artery again? So Your near leg. the legs. I'm just thinking like how easy can Is it they to like, yeah, like yeah, insert the needle and... I don't know, but I feel like if the technology ever becomes usable for humans, they'll probably make it more accessible. They have to. La. But it has to be a big enough artery. It has why? to. La. It has to. Yeah. So why even dress this as immortality? The way it's sexy. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's a clickbait. <laughs> okay, so the way I see it, the question is, could it ever reach a point where we can essentially maintain the body such that advances in therapeutics will allow for treatment and also a regaining of function in a person? So like in cryogenics. Yeah, so okay, so the thing is like, you know, cryopreservation is already like inaccessible to like normal people. Yeah. It's for rich people. I guess because you need to yeah. you need to have the space to store your body you have to have the constant like I guess liquid nitrogen. Yeah, liquid nitrogen but then like for this is it like dialysis where you will have to do it forever do I have to hook up the person to Organex for the remainder of time until like I can save the person I would say what this says to me is like right now we don't know whether or not people can even be revived from cryogenics right yeah mm. so if we Organex before the process and then after the process Mm, okay. Then is it more likely that we can bring people back? You yeah. Know? Yeah. But that's it. Is this science going too far? Because I'm like people should die. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, isn't death is just a natural part of life. But that's the point of medical advancement. Right? Now mm-hmm. is you're trying to increase life expectancy. Uh-huh. So now I think this machine is just to increase that a little bit more, but I don't think it will ever reach to the point where you can revive a person. Uh-huh. Probably the best use for it now will be like what we have mentioned, uh, the organ transplant, yeah, stroke, stroke yep. stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like as a researcher, sometimes it's hard for me to know where the line is. So I don't know if people will stop at just preservation. I think there will be people who want to yep. die, you know, like they have the DNR form, the do not resuscitate form, right, stuff right, like right. that. So as in while, let's say one day really the the technology can really revive someone and, and really immortality can be achieved. But I think people will just get sick of life and, and choose just be to like, life. okay, let me die. <laughs> what are y'all thinking? Like, I mean, I, I just feel like it, it would be so inaccessible that it wouldn't be an option for me. But to be honest, when I was looking at, I mean, okay, I don't know how expensive the machine should is. be super expensive. Yeah, there's even so many nutrients inside and hemophilia. Like I I swear, I bet hemophilia is expensive. Like the cocktail. Yeah, I was looking at the cocktail and I was like, I can buy this from where? <laughs> Formulated myself. <laughs> He's talking it. about like the dexamethasone yeah, and the methylene blue and the you can buy all of it. Yeah, but I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but all this costs money. It does, it does, it does. But like, I I don't think the cocktail itself is exorbitant. Really? Yeah. I think it's the organics. Yeah. And the expertise of like... It's the expertise also. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree that maybe at the initial parts of it, it probably wouldn't be that accessible. But at some point, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think if it really does remain inaccessible, like artificially, just for rich people to continue to be alive, I feel like that's so sad. That's like such a misuse of science yeah. and research. But anyway, I was also thinking like, okay, yeah, extend my life. But like extend my life as in like, I continue looking like I'm 30. Depends on when Yeah, you do you know that, that movie in time? 
time. In, just, the Justin Timberlake one. Time out. Amanda. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where basically they stop aging at 21 yes, yes. and then like whether you live or die is like how much time you have. Based so on. like the rich people have like years and like the poor people like are living day to day. Yeah, yeah. Time is a currency. Yeah. Yeah. So I but you stop at 21 though. Everyone looks 21. So it's like, oh, this is my mother. This yeah, is yeah, my yeah. grandmother. But they're all like 21. Yeah, and they all look the same. Yeah. yeah, I remember that scene. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we haven't reached that yet. <laughs> in <Yeah>. science. <laughs> We're so far. I also think like, it's kind of scary that in like modern human civilization, which is about like what, 1000 years that we have reached this point already. I don't That's know. That's true. It's kind of crazy to me. We went to space. Mm, yeah. And as usual, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. A like and a comment would really help us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll put the links in the episode description, so check them out if you're interested. Bye.